0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trenese McNeil, my new last name. Um, I'm so excited to be back before you guys. And for those of you that don't know, um, I went on a hiatus uh, due to me getting married in July, Um, something just so exciting. And I needed time off to get acclimated to that. So. Yeah, here I am, I'm back, I'm excited. I got some much needed rest. I took vacation from uh, pretty much everything uh, with the exception of work, but um, it was needed. It was needed, the rest was needed. And just to be uh, with God and just to be with my husband. (laughs) I mean, just being honest. but I am excited to be back before you guys. Listen, I told you I was gonna be back. I know people been asking me, it's like when are you coming back? When are you coming back?" I know I ain't giving no exact date, but I wanted to make sure that I was being led by the Holy Spirit and that I wasn't coming in my timing because I'm just you know ready just to get back out there. But I'm coming back when the Holy Spirit leads me to do so. So. I'm excited to be back with for, for you guys. How is everybody? I've missed you. I've seen some people. Hi, Cami. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've missed you guys. I've missed teaching the Word of God. I've missed just having conversations and, you know, just being able to empower you guys and and uplift you guys with the messages that God has given me. But listen, this series that we're about to start tonight, I'm excited. I'm just like. Okay, Lord, God has been throughout this vacation, God has really just shown me that he wants me to go in a new direction. And I can't really reveal all of it to you, but where this organization started, I want to say what 4 years now. And for those of you that are new to the platform, um we started 4 years ago in 2017. And it started off as being inspiration to Christian singles and trying to create a platform where we can have fun and just, you know, show others that it's okay to be single and and actually live sold out for Christ. And now being here before you guys today and just God is blowing my mind how he's shown me revelation throughout his word. And I was just talking to my sister, um, Nikita, and just reading the word of god is just mind-blowing to me just what god will show you and even if you read it read it before what he will show you when you read it again so listen i'm excited and i thought god was going to go one direction with this series but he gives he gave me one word and i can't say that yet because we're going to talk about that next week but this led to this part i am series hey melissa how are you Hi Courtney, I'm back. I'm back. I know you was asking about me. (laughs) I'm back. I'm back. So guys, um, yeah, so you can put in the chat what you guys been up to, how God's been blessing you. If there's been any testimonies that I've missed along the way in these past couple of months, Listen, put that in the chat. I want to hear from you. I know you guys have been here from me. I know you saw pictures. Yes, I'm Mary now, i McNeil, and God has been doing some marvelous things in both me and my husband's lives, but I want to hear from you guys. Even as I speak, I still want to go back to the comments. I miss you guys so much, and, and it's all about you, so I really do want to hear what's going on in you guys' lives, So, but all further ado, let's say a word of prayer. I'm going to get right into tonight's series, all right? Dear Heavenly Father God, we just thank you Holy Spirit God for your presence Father. We thank you Father God for keeping us for sustaining us God for protecting us and Father most importantly God loving us God only the way that you can Father. We just thank you Holy Spirit God for allowing us God the opportunity God to dive into your word to get a better understanding that Father God of what your word says Holy Spirit. I thank you God that you have chosen me God for such a time as this God to speak life into your children. The Father God to bring enlightenment. That Father God to your word. I ask the Holy Spirit, God, that whatever it is, God, that they need in this moment, God, that you will meet every need. Touch their hearts, God. May their hearts not be hardened. May they be receptive, God, of what you have to say tonight. Holy Spirit, I thank you that your perfect will shall be done in Jesus' name. You pray, Amen. All right, welcome, welcome. Seeing people just saying welcome back. Thank you so much. So tonight, guys. Melissa says, I'm in school for sign language interpreter. Awesome, awesome. I remember you talking about that, Melissa. I'm so happy that you are doing that and that you're in school. Instagram followers, welcome back as well. Um, I'm glad that you are doing it. I know you're going to do great in that because God has led you the direction. So that's wonderful. So our series tonight is I Am Series. And just to give you guys just not... All of what is going to take place, but to give you a background of this series, God damn to my spirit, because it during my vacation has really been grieving me that so many different people have just been talking negative about themselves. They don't they they've lost direction and they shifted. And the only way that can happen is if you don't know who you truly are. And the only way to know that who you truly are is if you know who God is. One of my colleagues and my dear sisters, um, she spoke in our school, like I work at Cornerstone Christian Academy, and she spoke on how in order for you to know yourself, you have to know who God is. How will you know how what purpose you have and what's the purpose of why why you would exist if you don't know who the creator is. And we're going to do some affirmations throughout this series. We're going to talk about who God says that we are. But until we know who he is, we can't get to the part of who we are. So we're going to establish who I am is, and that's God. So first and foremost, you guys who are new to the platform, I love breaking down the word of God. I love breaking down words so that we can get a better understanding of what it is that we need to, um, to learn and what it is that God wants to us to understand in that moment. So I, and you think about some, some words that are as simple as I am. And you think you never think about okay, what's the definition of that word? What is what is the meaning? Because every word has a definition. It doesn't matter how short it is. It doesn't matter you know if it's used frequently. It has some form of meaning. So I, I is a pronoun, and is used by a speaker to refer to himself or herself. So when you use the word I, you are referring to yourself. And listen, it might sound it might sound elementary, but listen, follow me, we're going somewhere here. So I, used by a speaker to refer to himself or herself. Am, am is first person, singular, present, and in, indicative of B. So when I looked at this, I was like, okay, what does this mean? Because I am no way form an English teacher. But God, the one word that God wanted me to focus on is present. First person, singular, present. So if you think about present is present tense. What's happening now? So when you are using I am, you are saying who you are now, who, who you are currently. You're not talking about your past. You're not talking about your future. You're talking about right now, I am, I am smart, I am strong, I am courageous, I am chosen, I am loved. You're talking about I am, what is happening now? In no way, in no way in the Bible, when you say I am, are we talking about the past? Are you talking about the future? No. God, when God when God says I am, and when it is used in the Word of God, it is talking about present tense. So we have to be careful of how we speak about ourselves. We have to be careful, so we can't use the words I'm getting ahead of myself. But it's quite all right. We have to be careful of what we say out of our mouths. You say I am a loser, or I am poor, or I am not enough. When we say those things, we're declaring, decreeing it for it to happen in that present time. We're speaking it into existence. So we have to be careful with our words. I am is powerful. Just those two words, I am. It commands a sense of presence. It commands a sense of authority when you say I am. And it can be used in a negative sense and a positive sense. It's all about how you choose to use it. The confidence that you get when you use I am in a positive manner. I am. It's just it, it, it makes you just boastful. It makes you just be boldly proud of it. I am intelligent. I am enough i am qualified when you use i am it, it it states in it states authority in the statement so now do we know the power of i am let's talk about who is who is i am who is i am <laughs> so let's go to exodus three verse 14 and i'm going to read from the amplified version i didn't put that here but i'm going to read from the amplified version and reason why i'm going to exodus because before we read it this is the first time that god introduces himself as i am all throughout the word of god Before this passage of scripture, God is referred to as Elohim or El, which is Hebrew for God. So the Israelites, his children knew him as Elohim. They knew of him because Elohim is actually the the third person, the third person of, um, of God but God introduces himself as I am he is letting Moses know during this time this is the first time that he really introduces himself and actually gives himself a name he gave himself this name because you think about it Elohim El those are names that that the children of Israel gave God but I am is the name that God gave himself who Sarabasia? that is so powerful hi mommy that is so powerful i am is the name that god gave himself what is i am to him it's to show that god is self-sufficient that he doesn't need oh That he doesn't need anybody to give him a name. Why? He doesn't need anybody. God is the creator of everything. God is the creator of the universe, the stars, the moon. God is the creator of every idea. God is the creator of every single human being. He knows the hairs that are on our head. He knows our character. He knows when we were going to be born. He knows every single thing about us. God is, I am. God is, I am. And he created us so that we can get, no, get to know him. But the thing is, we will never get to know all of God, who God is. Especially while we are in our fleshly bodies. It's not meant for us to do. We will never be able to figure God out. Because if we did, could you imagine being able to figure God out? Can you honestly say that you will still serve God? can you honestly say that you would need him that you would admit that you need him if you knew all there is about him right we wouldn't because if we knew all it is about God we're like oh, okay we'll we'll try to be like God and that's where Lucifer Satan was mistaken he tried to be in God's shoes. He he could not accept the fact that glory, all glory was going to God. He could not accept the fact that God was using his ministry gift, using his um, gift in music to lead the angels in worship to glorify him. And none of it was going to the enemy. No, None of it was going to Lucifer. And Lucifer couldn't handle that. And he got kicked out of heaven because he tried to be in God's shoes. And ever since then, he's been coming for us to kill, steal and destroy and to take our identity away from us. This is why we're confused. This is why. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. This is why we don't do not know who we are. Because when you don't have a relationship with Christ. You're lost you're lost you have no sense of of purpose you have no sense of who you are because you don't know who god is if you don't know who god is how can you possibly know who you are how could you possibly know who you are if you don't know the one who created you listen when when there are inventors out there those that make you know that create things those that create a brand those that create um a fashion line or a new computer invention or whatever it is. In order to know about that device, why not go to the one that created it? And why not go to the one who invented it? They know the ins and outs. They know the mission. They know the vision. They they know the tools. They, they knew the process of, of what it took to actually create it. I'm laughing at my brother. (laughs) They knew the process of it. So, why not get to know the one who created you? There are some people, and my heart goes out because my heart desire is that everybody is able to fulfill their God given purpose. That is what Imperfectly Perfect is about. That is what I am Imperfectly Perfect is about. Inspiring, uplifting, those who are striving to fulfill their God-given purpose. That is what it's all about. And in order for us to fulfill our God-given purpose, we have to know who God is. We have to know who we serve. We have to know why. Why, God, did you put me on this earth? Why do I live in a city? Why did I, do I have the parents that I have? Why did I go to the school that I went, that I went to or, or am going to? Why? What is my purpose? We can't keep going through life just existing. You're going to work nine to five just to pay the bills. And you have no substance. You live in a life full of, okay, I go to work and I might go to the bar and I do this. Okay, what else are you doing? Do you know? And it's nothing. Don't get me wrong. It's nothing wrong with going to nine to five. But do you know what your assignment is on a job? Do you know why God sent you there? Do you know why God has you working there? Do you know why God has you living in the neighborhood that you're living in? These are questions that that we don't ask. Why? Because we're just existing. We don't consider the fact that God is intentional about every single thing that he does in our lives. He's intentional about every single thing that that he does for us and that he leads us to do. Let's go further. Let's go further. So, again, God introduces himself to Moses as I am. So Exodus 3, verse 14 in the Amplified Version, it says... God said to Moses, I'm going to go up one 13. Then Moses said to God, behold, when I come to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your father's ancestors has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, you shall say to this, say this to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Whew. That is powerful in itself the fact that and you know in the movies I just think about I love Moses uh story is one of my favorites to just the watch and just the closeness nobody really had closeness to God such as Moses God revealed himself to Moses in such a dynamic way God walked close uh Moses walked closely with God. He was his friend and the fact that moses is the first one that god introduces himself as i am to that is powerful in itself he said i am who i am i mean what if what if we really went through life and says i am (laughs) that i am i am not even saying okay i am who god says i am because i am is god If we went around and had such confidence and boldness in who we are in Christ, we would not be dismayed. We would not be moved by the negative things that people say towards us. Why? Because we know who I am is. He said, I am has sent me to you. So that is the first time that that god introduced and i'm going to be doing old testament and new testament in my study time it, it i think it's good that we able to because some people are like, oh well, i only believe in the old testament and you know they, they don't believe in the new Testament." but listen we're going to reference old testament and new testament tonight we're going to be flipping back and forth on the words so stay with me y'all so i am is a god is god's self-sufficient name god is all-encompassing and self-sufficient self-sufficient meaning that God doesn't need us God doesn't need anyone God can do anything and the only person he can should or uh needs to depend on is himself the only person that God needs to depend on is himself there is nobody else in the world nobody else that exists period that doesn't need others that doesn't need help from others god doesn't need our help he created us so that we can be used for his glory to glorify his name so that we can be in need of him so that we can be in need of him God created us so that in so that we can be in need of him unfortunately When Adam and Eve did not listen to God and they were disobedient to God, it caused us to be in a state of not being in covenant with God any longer. And God had to send his only begotten son to reestablish that covenant. And we're going to get there in a moment. Reestablish that covenant with us. And because of the covenant, now we are in a position of choosing God. Angels, they automatically worship God. They automatically, they, that's the way they were created. But we as human beings, we choose to serve God. We choose, uh, um, Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. We choose to be surrendered. We choose to turn away from those things that, which, that were and say, Lord, I choose you first. Lord, I put everything out before you. Thank you, Courtney. We choose God. So God introduced himself as I am. And what I love about, we're gonna go now is John. John 8, verse 48 through 59 is when Jesus declares that he is the because if you know anything about Jesus story, the Pharisees and Sadducees, they tried Jesus on multiple occasions. They like, no, you're not God, because listen, the Jews to this day still do not believe that the Messiah has come. Who's the Messiah? Jesus Christ. Messiah is the one who's savior, savior of the world. They still believe that Jesus that Jesus is not the Messiah. They believe he's a prophet. But they're still waiting for the messiah to come they didn't they failed to believe that his own people jesus is a jew his own people did not believe that he was a messiah so he had to he had to declare and decree who he really is but they didn't believe him so um John, sorry, John chapter eight. And we're going to read verse 48 through 59 in the Amplified version. Says the Jews answered him, are we not right when we say you are a Samaritan? And that you have a demon and are under its power. Jesus answered, I do not have a demon. On the contrary, I love the way Jesus thought. On the contrary, I honor my father and you dishonor me. However, I am not seeking glory for myself. There is one who seeks glory for me and judges those who dishonor me. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, if anyone keeps my word by living in accordance with my message, he will indeed never, ever see and experience death. The Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon and are under its power. Abraham died and also the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never, ever taste of death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died? The prophets died too. Whom do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is worth nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. Yet you do not know him, but I know him fully. If I said I did not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham greatly rejoiced to see my day, my incarnation. He saw and was and was delighted. Then the Jews said to him, you are not even 50 years old and you claim to have seen Abraham? Jesus replied, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, before Abraham was born, I am. Whew. So they picked up the stones to throw at him, but Jesus concealed himself and left the temple. I mean, talk about clapback. <laughs> Talk about clap back. Jesus is like, let me introduce myself to you right quick. You talking about Moses. I created Moses. I was with him. I I, um, introduced myself to him. I introduced myself to him and I revealed myself to him in a burning bush. And you are putting Moses before me how foolish do you sound they did not recognize who jesus was they didn't recognize that god was right before their very eyes in human flesh they could not comprehend in their mind and their intellect who god was they say god can't they thinking to themselves god can't possibly come to us in human flesh God is too sovereign. God is too powerful to come to us in in flesh and bones like we are. But little did they know that God did that so he can sacrifice his life for us. Why? Because in order for us to be saved, a sacrifice and blood had to be shed. Blood had to be shed of someone who was pure, pure without without spot or blemish someone who never committed a sin and that was jesus only god only god can come down in human flesh to be to be on the redemption of our sins yes mommy (laughs) courtney jesus had to check them because they listen they wasn't they wasn't getting it they still to this day don't know, they still don't understand. So Jesus had established who he was. So now we're going to talk about, we said, who is I, I, who is, I am seven things that I'm going to p- point out here so that we can get better understanding of who I am is. And those are particularly in the new Testament, but they do have old Testament references. So who is I am? Again, we established that I am is God. He introduced himself to Moses in Exodus 3, 14. And Jesus also introduced himself or reintroduced himself. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus reintroduced himself in different form. He reintroduced himself in different form. So number one, I am is the way, truth, and the life. Jesus is the way, truth, and life. Let's go to Exodus 26, verse 33. <clears throat> Exodus 26, 33. And I'm reading from the Amplified version. It says, you shall hang the veil from the hooks that connect the curtains together and you shall bring the ark of the testimony there within the veil. The veil shall separate for you the holy place and the holy of holies. My God, the veil is the step. The veil is the separation from us and God. And God, oh, Jesus is the way, only way, the truth and the life. So once that, oh God, thank you, Holy Spirit. Once Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, the veil was lifted because now, now we have the opportunity of accepting as Lord and Savior. The veil is lifted and now we can have a connection with God. We cannot know God if we don't first know his son. And this is where, um I was listening to Holy Spirit, see if I can reveal this. Um, it was a young lady we came across not too long ago. And she was going through when me and my husband, we stopped and we ministered to her and I introduced Christ to her. And I said, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and savior? And this is how I'm the enemy works. He deceives us in thinking because everybody, everybody declares God. Everybody says, yes, I know God. But how can you know him if you don't accept his son? How can you know God if you don't accept his son? When the word of God clearly says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes into the father, but by me. How can you say you know God if you won't accept the one that he sent to save you? it makes no sense so the young lady said why do i have to why do i have to accept jesus to get the God?" she said she was saved but she said why do i have to accept jesus to get the God?" which let let me know that she wasn't saved that she did not know god and when we read furthermore we're going to see how God explains how we get to know him. So let's go to, um, to read, I know I said the scripture, but let's read it more in detail, John 14, six. We're talking about God is the way, the truth, or Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. <clears throat> I am. John 14, verse six, it says, Jesus said to him, I am the only way to God and the real truth and the real life no one comes to the Father but through him there is no other way I love the way the Amplify says only keywords only real real truth real life there's so many phonies out here there's so many people that's frauding out here But if we know the word of God for ourselves, this is why it's important for us to read the word of God so that we are not um, persuaded by these false teachings, by these false philosophies that are out here. We have to read the word of God for ourselves. Listen, there are so, and we are without excuse, guys. We are without excuse. We have Bible apps. So many people have phones these days so many people have phones the app is on you say oh i don't have a bible get the free app whether you have a droid or iphone get the free app and then on the free bible app they have plans they have bible plans and they have it you can type in hey i'm struggling with fear You can type in fear and they have Bible plans to help you so encourage you and uplift you so that you do not walk in the spirit of fear. We have to, yes, we have to be careful. Listen, people are definitely persuaded and deceived. We have to know for ourselves, not saying that we're gonna walk around and try to be Bible scholars, but we need to know it enough so that anytime somebody's speaking something that is not that is contrary to the Word of God, we know in our spirit man that wait a minute, I may not know it, I may not can recite it. You know, like the Bible scholars can but I know that's not in the Word of God. Know it to the point where you have it branded on your heart, know it to the point where if you don't have your Bible, you can be able to, to know it enough that you can speak it. The best way to know that you have comprehended what you read is to be able to recite it, is to be able to actually explain what you read. I know, I don't know if if anybody's out here that have are you know, did like spelling bees or, you know, was really good at doing that. And, you know, you doing spelling bees, you did a, um, your memory was, was needed. If you can remember how to spell something, but they also, then some spelling bees, they also tell you it is important to know the definition of the word. Why? Because there are some words, whew, thank you, Holy Spirit. There are some words that sound the same, but are spelled differently. But if you actually, and that's why they ask. Oh, thank you, Lord. The, some of the spelling bee um, contestants they ask for. They say a word, and this might sound like um, like another word. Is yes, Cordy, two-time champ, awesome. <laughs> they might say a word that you know has the same sound. They say, may I? ask, They ask for a definition, and based on the definition, they will know which word to spell why because they comprehend they understand the meaning of the word they're not just like oh okay let me just go by memory no it 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 pays to comprehend to know what the word of God means so that you can actually apply it to your life because when you know what the word of God means you know who God is why because the word of God is the manual that God created for us this is God's word God's word, my God. So God is the way, the truth, and the life. Number two. I'm so excited, y'all. <laughs> and I'm trying not to be too lengthy because I'm like, there's so much that I just want to share with you guys. So let's move on. Number two. God is the vine. I am is the vine, and you are the branches. The I am is the vine, and you are the branches in the old testament um reference is isaiah let's go to isaiah 27 verse 2 through 6. isaiah 27 verse 2 through 6 and i'm reading from the Amplified Version. <clears throat> it says in that day it will be said of the redeemed nation of israel i am the vineyard of wine sing in praise of it I, the Lord, am its keeper. I water it every moment so that no one will harm it. I guard it night and day. I have no wrath. Should anyone give me briars and thorns in battle? I will step on them. I will set them all on fire. Or let him, Israel, cling to my strength and rely on my protection, my stronghold. Let him make peace with me. Let him let him make peace with me. In the generations to come, Jacob will take root. Israel will blossom and sprout, and they will fill the surface of the world with fruit. What is fruit? Hmm. We're going to read that. We're going to know about that in the next passage. So let's go to John 15, verse 5. I have 5 through 5, Lord and mercy. Uh, 1 through 5, sorry, guys. Let me fix that. Isaiah. No, John. fifteen. Verse one through five it says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me does that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes, so that it will bear more fruit fruit, even richer and finer fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have given you, the teachings which I have discussed with you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you bear fruit producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. The one who remains in me and i in him bears much fruit for otherwise apart from me that is cut off from vital union with me you can do nothing without the vine without God, without Jesus, we are capable of doing nothing. Let's find out what fruit I wasn't going to go here, but I know everybody does not know this passage of scripture. So Galatians 5, verse 22 through 23, it talks about what fruit is. It's important that we know this. It says, but the fruit of the spirit, the result of his presence within us. Let's pause there. We're talking about the vine and we are the branches. When we are connected to the vine, we have to, we will bear fruit, meaning that it will be um, evident that we are saved. It will be evident that we are king's kids. It will be evident that we are connected to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be evident that we're connected to the creator of all things. You will know them by their fruit. This is how it will separate who is a part of God, who truly knows God versus who doesn't. We can't say who that we know him if we're not bearing fruit. And so it says, but the fruit of the spirit, the result of his presence within us is love, unselfish concern for others. Listen, fruit of the spirit, none of them, joy, inner peace patience not the ability to wait but how we act while waiting that in itself patience is so hard how do you act while you're waiting number four kindness five goodness six faithfulness number seven gentleness number eight self-control i feel like i skipped one but it's okay against such things there is no law these are the gifts these are the fruit of the spirit fruit of the spirit is talking about our godly character our godly character the way we carry ourselves the way we behave the way we treat others the way we love on others if we're showing patience when when our flesh wants to um just act abruptly and just do whatever you want to do but say no we're going to show patience where we show self-control even though we really want to eat those cookies and we know we're supposed to be on a diet and we're like uh I'm going to have self-control showing that you have discipline that's what the fruit of the spirit is talking about showing that you have godly character and the only way we can have that is being connected to the vine Being connected to the one who gives us this character, who shows us how to act, who shows us in the word of God, how to uphold ourselves. Next, number three. Number three, I am is the light of the world. He is the light of the world. Let's go to Exodus, Exodus chapter 13. Exodus 13, verse 17 through 22. And this time I'm going to read in the NIV version. It says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Hmm, He knew his children. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him because Joseph had made the Israelites swear an oath. He had said, God will surely come to your aid and then you must carry my bones up with you from this place. After leaving um, Succoth, they camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. My God. So even in in the Old Testament, God revealed himself as the light of the world. As the Israelites were traveling, hit the pillar of cloud by day. So could you imagine walking and not and I'm just thinking about even being in those times where cars wasn't wasn't in existence and really modes of transportation was really just walking or by chariot and on horse and maybe a donkey, you know, if it um actually allows you to ride on it or by boat it wasn't too many forms of transportation and just thinking about even in, during that time they didn't really have too many sources of like light, of lights or how think about we have street lights we have street lights to be able to show us we have traffic lights we have so many different forms of direction that lead us to where we're going so during this time they really had to depend on god for direction they had no clue they just was free um free from um Egypt they had no clue where God was going to take them they just knew that they were finally no longer slaves and God is like I need to show them that I am the light of the world I'm going to show them where they need to go a pillar of cloud by day and a fire a pillar it says um pillar of fire by night so he showed them that he is the light of the world and in the New Testament in John verse 8 I mean chapter 8 verse 12 also in the NIV version it says when Jesus spoke again to the people he said I am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life when we follow christ we will never be lost when we follow him we will never have to to um to wonder where we're going why because he is the light of the world god directs our path when we when we are in a state of being unsure of which direction to go or or what's going to be next we need to seek god we need to sit down and actually take time and say lord where am i going i i I don't know what's next but lord i'm seeking you why because you are the creator you created me you know what my direction is you know what my next move is you know what my future holds so lord i'm coming to you i'm coming to you and my pastor mentioned on sunday that we need to stop being afraid we need to stop stop walking in the spirit of fear. A lot of times we don't move forward with things because of the fear of the unknown. And, I, and I'm guilty of that myself. Fear of the unknown, fear of what's going to happen next, fear of you know not knowing it, what's going to happen. And it's just like, it, it's really a sense of control. Not knowing what's going to happen next is just like fear of not being in control. But if we give control to God and we say, "Lord, here it is, Lord, whatever it is you want me to do," if we truly surrender ourselves to God, we won't have to. We won't be worried about whether or not we're in control or not because we know that everything is in God's hands, and He will not lead us in a, in a bad situation. He will not lead us in a place where He didn't think that we can handle it, that He didn't think that we can um, that we were equipped to do so god has prepared us for where he's leading us all we had to do was trust him he is the light of the world number four the i am is the bread of life he's the bread of life deuteronomy 8 verse 3 deuteronomy 8 verse 3 in the niv version it says he humbled you causing you to hunger Eat, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. My God. Manna, for those of you that don't know, manna is the food that God sent sh- straight from heaven to the Israelites for them to eat. When they didn't have food, God sent food from heaven. And it looks similar to bread he sent it from heaven um for them to be able to eat straight from heaven but again it says he humbled you causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna why so that we can need him god always create uh, allows situations to happen so that we are in need of him don't you ever think that you don't need god Don't ever allow yourself to be in the mindset of thinking that you don't need God. We will always need him. You might be in a season of prosperity. Great. Everything's going good. You got a promotion. You got a house. You got a car. You know, your business is flourishing. Wonderful. Why did that happen? Because of God. And in a season, and, but God always humbles us and causes us to be in a season where, you know, something might uh, happen, you know, it might not be our finances, but for against our body or something happens to one of our loved ones. We to put us, not so much to hurt us, but to put us in a position of needing him so that we always stay connected to the vine because naturally as fleshly beings we will always think that if we if we could do it our own we wouldn't go to God if we could make as much money as we want if we can invent money if we can literally cause money to just appear with the snap of our fingers then think we would really be calling on God if we can lay our hands on ourselves Whew, without meeting God and, and, and say all right I'm, I'm good I'm healed do you think we'll be calling on God it's with the power of the Holy Ghost it's with the power of God that we are able because somebody say, like okay I can lay my hands yes you can lay your hands on yourself and declare and decree your healing but it's not without the power of God that is what we keep missing we can do nothing without God yes Kimmy said he will be he will be sure to remind you that he is in charge real quick exactly God says I'm in charge and don't ever forget it he reminds us all the time that he's in charge let's go to John let's go to the New Testament John chapter 6. john chapter 6 verse 32 through 35 and i'm going to read from the amplified version it says then jesus said to them then jesus said to them i assure you and most solemnly say to you it is not moses who, who has given you the bread out of heaven but it is my Father who gives you the true bread of heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, always give us this bread. Jesus replied to them, I am the bread of life. The one who comes to me, the one who comes to me will never be hungry, and the one who believes in me as Savior will never be thirsty, for that one will be sustained spiritually my god so jesus were letting were letting them know that manna which is natural food that came from heaven to nourish our natural bodies jesus oh thank you holy spirit jesus god sent jesus down my god to breathe the bread of life so that we would never hunger and thirst and thirst never be hungry or thirsty for our spirit jesus is the bread of life when we accept jesus christ as lord and savior we now have eternal life and in my notes i have that through jesus is our spiritual nourishment through salvation we can have eternal life think about it without food out and our without natural food we are unable to live at some point you know, your body will start eating itself. And at some point, if you don't have food after a certain amount of time, you will die. And Jesus is saying, if you accept me as Lord and Savior, you will never hunger and thirst. You will have eternal life. When this life is here is over, your spirit man will still live. And you will be, ugh in heavenly places with the father thank you jesus hallelujah that's powerful anybody who believes that anybody who believes in me as savior will never be thirsty for that one will will be sustained spiritually powerful i pray that you guys have have been blessed so far i just have i believe uh four more points four more points i am is the good shepherd he is the good shepherd in isaiah 40 verse 11. let's go there isaiah 40 verse 11 and i'm going to read from the amplified version the good shepherd Verse 11 says, he will protect his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arm. He will carry them in his bosom. He will gently and carefully lead those nursing their young. God is such a good shepherd. He protects us. He protects us. Keeps us from all harm and danger. He makes sure that we're not going the wrong way. Making sure that if we get led astray, that He chases after us. Even in moments where we are in the, where if we have ever been in a backslidden state, He chases after us. Where of God talks about? Notice that scripture at this moment. Where did God talks about God leaving? Ooh, Jesus leaving the ninety nine just for the one, as the shepherd, the ninety nine sheep that that is surrounded and that is found he'll leave those 99 who are found and leave those for the one who was lost so that they can be found because he wants to make sure that everybody is found that everybody has the opportunity to accept him as lord and savior so that we can all have the opportunity to take advantage of having eternal life by way of salvation he sacrifices his life to protect, thinking about a shepherd. A shepherd, um, thinking about David, using this example, David was a shepherd. He looked after the sheep. Before he became king, he looked after the sheep. He fought a lion and a bear to protect the sheep. I mean, just think about, like, I'm not fighting nobody's lion or bear. I'm sorry, I'm i all listen, I not unless the holy spirit give me um strength to do so but only a great shepherd will go through that amount of limbs limbs to be able to make sure that their sheep is protected that is what god would do for us that is what god would do for us let's go to john chapter 10. John chapter 10, verse 11 through 14. In the Amplified Version it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his own life for the sheep, but the hired man who merely serves for wages, who is neither the shepherd nor the owner of the sheep, when he sees the wolf coming, that's what I was talking about. Listen, when he sees the um the sheep coming, sees the wolf coming excuse me deserts the flock and runs away and the wolf snatches the sheep and scatters them the man runs because he is a hired hand who serves only for wages and is not concerned about concerned about the safety of the sheep and jesus says i am the good shepherd and i know without any doubt those who are my own and my own know me and have a deep personal relationship with me. God says, if you know me, you will have a personal relationship with me. There will be no doubt that you are mine. You, are no, you will know me. My sheep, the word of God says, my sheep know my voice. How do you know somebody's voice? I think I mentioned this in another podcast before. How do you know somebody's vo- voice? Think about it. If whoever your best friend is, the person, your close loved one, you know you're close to somebody is that if they, if they call you and you don't have caller ID and you pick up the phone and you hear that voice, you will already know who they are. Why? Because you know them, you spend time with them, you, you, you talk to them, you write them, you, you, you constantly are talking and getting to know them, you guys hang out. This is how you become close to God, by prayer, reading the word of God, worshiping him, getting to know him, getting to know the I am. When you get to know the I am, you begin to know who you are this is how you know who you are by knowing who the one who's the one that created you my sheep know my voice the only way to know God's voice is if you talk to him if you pray if you communicate if you read his word and you actually take time to listen to what he has to say My God, thank you, Holy Spirit. So God is the the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. Number six, I am the door. I am the door. Psalms 118, verse 20. Psalms 118, verse 20. And I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. It says, This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous will enter through it. The righteous, righteous meaning ones who choose to do right. How can you choose to do? The righteous are the ones who choose to do right, meaning I choose to serve the true and living God. I choose to serve the son, the son of God, the one who who died and sacrificed his life for me. Righteous. The righteous, thank you, Holy Spirit, will enter through it. Let's go to John chapter 10, verse nine. John chapter 10, verse nine. In the Amplified Version, it says, I am the door, this is Jesus talking, I am the door. Anyone who enters through me will be saved and will live forever powerful and will go in and out freely and find pasture spiritual security I don't know about you but I love having security I love being able to know that I have a home being able to know that I'm financially secure that I have a job that I you know it just it's why because security makes you feel safe when you know that you are safe it makes you feel it makes you feel happy it makes you feel um have joy and peace when you feel safe you have a peace of mind to know that you are secure to know that you are to have spiritual security This is what it says in Amplified. You have spiritual security, meaning that you know for sure that when this life is over, that you will have eternal life and that you will be in heaven. That without a shadow of doubt, you know that. How safe. So that means that if you are secure in that, not saying that anybody that, you know, you're like, oh, okay, Lord, I want to die tomorrow. No, you're saying that if I were to die tomorrow, I feel safe and secure in knowing that I, my spirit man, will live forever. That is powerful. But the only way to receive spiritual, spiritual security, eternal life is through Jesus Christ. That even talking about I am the door, that goes back to when we're talking about that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can go to the Father but through him. Why? Because he is the door. You see how it's all connected. He is the bread of life. Bread is talking about spiritual nourishment, eternal life It's all connected. He's the light of the world. He leads our path and he directs our path. It's all connected. He's divine. You have to be connected to him to know to have godly character. It's all connected. The last point, I'm gonna hit home with this jesus is the first the last and living one the first the last and living one let's go to revelation know some people are scared of that book but i'm telling you if you really get a great understanding of revelation you will not run away from it it is so powerful and so uh i love revelation revelation you know, it's Revelation, not Revelations. <laughs> so many people don't know that even Psalms is actually Psalm, right? We always add S's on things. Anyway, <laughs> Revelation chapter 1, verse 17 through 19, in the Amplified Version. And it says, it says, when I saw him, this is John talking. John, he actually wrote Revelation. When I saw him, he had a dream. And this is the part of his dreams Says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. He placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid. I am the first, the last absolute deity, the son of God, and the ever living one, my God, living in and beyond all, all time and space. I died, but see, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of absolute control and victory over death in Hades, the realm of the dead. My God, how powerful is that? The I am, he says, I'm the first. Why? Because he was the first one and he'll be the last. He'll finish it off and he's the ever living one. The one he lives forever and ever. Even after he died, he was resurrected to prove. Whew, to prove his sovereignty, to prove that he's a mighty God, to prove that he's the all-sufficient God, Or the all-sufficient one. He doesn't need anybody. He can raise himself up from the dead. But he did that after he got the keys of control and victory over death so that we could have eternal life through salvation. It all ties in together, y'all how powerful is this this is why i'm gonna let me run thank you holy spirit let me run through these seven for those of you that wasn't a part of it in the beginning so we said i am we said that god introduced himself as i am to moses and then jesus declared himself um i am to the sadducees and pharisees in john 8 48 59 But these are some I am's that that was said in the word of God. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Number two, he's the vine and you are the branches. We are the branches. He is the light of the world. Number four, he's the bread of life. Number five, he is the good shepherd. Number six, he is the door, the gateway. And number seven, last but not least, he's the first, the last, and the living one. My God, how powerful is that? So this is where we're leading. We have established throughout tonight, who I am is, and even throughout this series, I'm just, I was laying the ground, standing like my pastor, Tracy, <laughs> laying the groundwork for where we're going in this series. The purpose of this series, if you didn't watch, tune in early. The purpose of this series is to reestablish re reestablish who we are in God, and be reintroduced because a lot of us have been lost and we have gotten lost because we have been deceived by the enemy and we have allowed him to speak negativity over our lives and we have been using our mouths to declare and decree that, but we are taking taking our orabasia. Taking back our identity, reestablishing our identity so that we can truly know who we are in Christ. We who know who we are in Christ, but we have to find out who the I am is. I want to end with this. When we use I am, we are stating who God says we are i am gives the statement of authority i said that earlier i am gives the statement authority when we use i am to speak opposite of what god says we speak negativity into existence and this is the scripture that we're going to end with is proverbs 18 verse 21 Proverbs 18, verse 21 in the NIV version. It says, the tongue, this tongue, our tongue, has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So we have to be careful that we use our mouths to speak life and not death. And because the the, the um the phrase I am or the words I am have authority, make sure that whatever word comes after I am is positive. That whatever word comes after I am out of your mouth is what God says you are, who God says you are. Because when we speak it, we speak that thing into existence. We have authority the tongue has the power and power is another word for authority of the life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit we talked about where fruit is character so whatever you speaking over yourself you will begin to um, adopt that character trait if you're saying that you're ugly, you begin to actually adopt the fact and actually believe that you're ugly, whether you believe that you're ugly inside or outside. If you say that I'm poor, you begin to adopt those traits of being poor, meaning that you're your um the way you handle your money, you will handle your money poorly. You won't be making investments. You won't be saving. You you start spending, and you don't have no control over that. You begin to adopt what you are speaking out your life i mean speaking out your mouth i am has authority so we have to make sure that when we say i am that whatever word we say after that is what god who god says we are i'm going to end with that i pray that everybody was blessed this evening that you learned a lot i know for sure that i learned a lot I just want to be a blessing to you guys and sharing with you what God has been sharing with me to help me get a better understanding of why God created me and what my purpose here is on earth. And I pray that as we go throughout this series that you will begin to know what your purpose is and that you will begin to have the confidence that God has created you to have so that you can go out there and do what God has created you to do. So with that being said, for those of you I do want to introduce Christ to those that don't know Christ for you that don't know Christ as you were listening to this message as you listen to this podcast and you're just like wow this person that they're talking about just sounds so powerful they just sound like they just they just um have so much authority and I, I want to know more about him this is your opportunity this is your opportunity to know more about jesus jesus was sent to die on the cross for your sins if you accept him as your lord and savior he will be your shepherd all of those wonderful um, characteristics that we talked about he will be your shepherd he will give you eternal life he will protect you he will give you character and lead you the way He will be the light of the world He will never leave you astray He will love you unconditionally Whatever you need Trust me Jesus will fill that void So I encourage you tonight To say this prayer of salvation with me Say Lord Jesus I realize that I am a sinner And I need you Jesus in my life I realize now that as I was listening to this message that you are the missing missing link in my life. Jesus, I ask that you come into my life and be my Lord and Savior, that you will be my shepherd, that you will be the light of the world to me, that you will be everything that I need and more. I surrender my life to you. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my savior and that you shed your blood just for me. So Jesus, come into my life. Take control and be Lord over me. Jesus, I will serve you for the rest of my days. Renew me, restore me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you pray that prayer of salvation, welcome into the body of Christ, hallelujah hallelujah god is so good guess what today is your birthday why because you are a new creature your spirit man it's a new creature all those old things are behind you behold all things are new in your life to god be the glory hallelujah one last call for those of you that may have had a relationship with christ but at some point down the line you allow yourself to step out from um, under God's grace and allowed yourself to disconnect from the things of God and from having a relationship with Jesus. But I tell you, just like we were talking about how God and Jesus is a good shepherd and how he believes in 99 just for the one. You're the one. If you have are in a backslidden state, you are the lost sheep that God has been searching for. That God is... Is constantly chastening after you. Why? Because he loves you so much, and he wants to make sure that you do not get left behind. He wants to make sure that you do not get left. He loves you unconditionally, and it doesn't matter what you did. When you repent for your sins and say, "Lord, I'm surrendering myself to you, and I'm turning away from those those old bad habits." God will forgive you, and he'll give you a fresh start and reestablish your identity in him. How powerful is that? Only God will do that for you. Only God will give you second, third, fourth, fifth, a thousand chances. As long as you still have breath in your body, there is still time to get right with Jesus. So I encourage you right now to say this prayer of rededication Say, Lord Jesus, I hear you loud and clear. I know that you have been calling me. I know that I have been disconnected from you. And Jesus, I've been lost ever since. Jesus, I realize now that I need you more than I ever did before. I ask you, Jesus, that you would accept me back to Father God. Under your your grace, Lord God. And that you will allow me to reconnect with you so that you can be my vine and I can be your branch. Jesus, come back into my life as my Lord and Savior. And Jesus, I surrender myself to you for real this time. And I'm not turning back, but I'm moving ahead and allowing you to lead me the way. I love you. And I serve you in Jesus' name. I pray, Amen. If you pray that prayer of rededication, welcome back into the body of Christ. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. To God be the glory. God is giving you a fresh start to get right with Him. Now is your moment to get reconnected. If you don't have a church home, I encourage you to please get connected to the house of the Lord. Get connected to the right to the right church, there was shepherds that's for you. There were shepherds that are gonna lead you, the shepherds that are gonna lead you to Christ, the shepherds that are truly going to make sure that you are nourished spiritually. That is important. It's important that you are connected to a church and not just watching on TV or on Facebook Live. It's important. If you need help doing that please inbox me on facebook or instagram i'm available and i'm willing to help you but if all that being said i pray that everybody was blessed this evening that you truly got something from this word. And I'm excited about what where this series is going. I don't know how long we're going to be on this series, but I'm excited to truly for us to just be confident in who God created us to be and that we will um, walk in confidence in that. So make sure that you follow I Am Imperfectly Perfect on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. If you want to keep up with any of our podcasts or any events that we will have going on in the future, also, we're available on Instagram, I underscore, um, am underscore imperfectly perfect on Instagram. Also, our podcast is available on all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. So if you didn't get a chance to listen on here or if you want to watch and listen to it again while you're working out or on the way to work, It will be available to you as well. So I love you guys so much. I pray that you were encouraged and uplifted. So next time on Perfectly Perfect Live, I will see you guys next week. Have a great night.